Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League Show podcast. I'm your host, the self-proclaimed FPL guru, Alex Rex. Joining me today uh, is the usual suspect of Scott Williams. And last year's All In Football podcast, Fantasy Premier League, Cup champion, Barry Stokes. Baz, thank you for joining us, and how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. Thank you ever so much for... uh, Stepping in and joining us in uh, Mr. Hughes's absence. Scott, you're a bit of a nosebleed, I think. Yeah, it's going all right, isn't it? It's gone from, <laughs> it's gone from being a potential horrendous game week to, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing up there, to be honest with you. It's a bit, it's a bit nerve-wracking now, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's come back. 30 points off the top of the league. Well done to Nicola Tomlinson going back top of the league with a massive score of 98 points this week. 567 total. Jeff Belcher right behind 551. And you, Scott Williams, 537. Uh, I say 30 points off the top with a game week score of 95. Manager of the week. And I can't then not mention David Bird in fourth. Well done, Dave. And manager of the week is in fifth, uh, which is David Tomlinson with uh, Tomlinson Terrors. That's it, Tomlinson Terrors. Well done, David, with 105 points. Welcome to the 100 Club. Uh, Pickford, Cancelo, Trippier, Cody, who's been returning quite well recently. De Bruyne, Gordon, Madison, Martinelli, Tony, Jesus, and everyone's captain. I mean, who didn't captain? Erling Haaland. <laughs> Just two, two thirds of the podcast. Two thirds of this podcast <laughs> did not captain Erling Haaland. <laughs> fun, fun fact for you about Erling Haaland. Um, if you really want to know why I'm doing as bad as I am, I've not captained Erling Haaland for five game weeks this week out of the eight that he's played. Um, he got six points in one of them. And then the other four game weeks, he got two goals and then three hat-tricks. Literally never captained him for one of his hat-tricks. So uh, that'll uh, that'll tell you everything you need to know about me languishing down in 37th um, in the it, league. It feels so good when he gets a hat, hat-trick when you captain him. Um, I bet it does. I mean, I'm still waiting to feel it, considering my uh, the captains I had uh, when he uh, got his hat-tricks uh, and the brace got two points, two points, one point and three points. Uh, so I've missed out on a total of 70 points from Erling Haaland captains this season. There you go. Um, so, eh, yeah, good. Well well done. So, uh, by the way, Scott Williams is taking the captain section of this week's podcast. <laughs> uh, I've already passed that responsibility <laughs> on to him. I can uh, do it now, we, mate. Howland. Howland, yeah, yeah, that was it. That was easy. We won't even bother at the end. Um, so, uh, yeah, follow us on All In Football Pod on Football P, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, engage in the content that'd be great and don't forget to subscribe to where you get podcasts from whether that be Spotify Apple Podcasts whatever and also subscribe to our YouTube channel log in and like the videos really appreciate you guys doing that so uh, we're going to crack straight on really and uh, we're going to start with Erling Haaland Uh, Scott your thoughts on Man City Man City assets and the key question that everyone's asked us is now, obviously, Haaland's captain this week against Southampton. That's, that's, that's ridiculously obvious. Is he perma-captain? I'll get his fixtures up for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, first of all, Man City, just different beast than the Haaland out of this season. Some of the goals they're creating, they just want to score them last year. I saw a great clip today of literally the same position that De Bruyne put that ball in for, and he was putting it to maybe Jesus last season. And uh, it didn't get there. It didn't go in because Jesus isn't like six foot ten or whatever Haaland is, and essentially a freak of nature. Um, but yeah, they're, they're incredible. Aren't they? The amount of chances they're creating, the you know, just just they're just a different. They're a 
yeah, they're just so fun to watch. Like I agreed with Gary Neville on Monday Night Football last. Like, I used to really enjoy Liverpool as the best team to watch because the way they played. But Man City now they've got the tip attack, uh, tip attack, can't speak mm-hmm. uh, football. But also they've just got that like you know that cutting edge now. That just every time they get that ball and around their Harlands um, movements amazing. And again, if Carragher did a great piece on Monday Night Football, defenders are scared of him. It's the Harland factor. And uh, going up, leading on to the next question, um, is he a perma captain? Well, I don't really look at fixtures. I think right, what's the hardest fixture in the Premier League? Liverpool away, Chelsea away. Am I going to captain in them games? Yeah. So, is he a perma-captain right now? Yes, because you've not got Kane, Son, um, Salah, Diaz. There's no one else in blistering form either. If you had, that's a different question. But for me right now, I would captain them every single game. It doesn't matter who they're playing. I think that's the thing, isn't it? The Liverpool away game in game week 11 is Technically, you know, in previous seasons, the four previous seasons probably is the hardest game on the calendar. So, Southampton at home, obvious, but the Liverpool away game. Baz, what, what, what's your take? I mean, personally, I'll just chip in with this little bit before. Um, I'm never captaining Haaland against Liverpool away, so he's going to get a hat-trick. But I need to try and catch up, and I think everyone's going to be too scared. So I, I'm going to do it. I've picked my players, so I'm going to go against him. But but generally speaking, Baz, what are your thoughts? Exactly what Scott said. He's, he's basically the number nine that they've been craving for a couple of years. Like what Scott mentioned, with the creativity that they do, putting balls in box, De Bruyne is one of the best that can whip a ball in on, and put it on a sixpence. And, and Haaland's long legs, where his karate kicks, he's always going to get on the end of it. So... It's it's a no brainer to put him as a captain. Um, for a differential, you, you've you've got to try and catch up. Um, mm-hmm. Guaranteed, he's probably going to get uh, a brace or even a hat trick or even a couple of assists. He it, it just doesn't fire blanks. It's just an, an easy as that. It, that's all that you can really say. Um, well, you're spot on on the not firing blanks. Um, but oh, sorry, I got a bit of feedback on you then, boss. Um, yeah, he's spot, he's spot on in the not firing blanks. Um, two goals, one assist, one goal, three goals, three goals, one goal, one goal, three goals, and two assists in the same game. Um, yeah, the, the man has returned in every single game. He's, he's exactly what Salah was last season. So, um, yeah, uh, if you if you're up up near the top of a league, or even if you're just in a mid table position in the league within sort of fifty points of top, you know. Don't start trying to go too different at this very moment in time. The man's in amazing form, captain him, and just roll with it. Because exactly what Scott says, there's no one else really at the moment who's doing anything that much different. Um, I want to think as well. Just sorry, Baz, go on. Sorry, go on, Baz. Yeah, put put it this way: I might even captain him on game week twelve. He'll probably still (laughs) score. (laughs) He'll probably. Do you know what? He'll outscore my captain. I better get a negative or something. Probably, yeah. And say I can't say much for Tony. Got one point, so yeah. Yeah, but I think I, I do still think that this week wasn't wasn't a bad week to go against trying to do something different. And Even look, you know, got we, trick, got two assists. we we can all be <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But we can all be results orientated, and I actually still think that the game the the game where I made the the mistake not to captain Harland was Forrest at home, and I tried to predict Pep's lineup, and I went for De Bruyne. Yeah, you know, that was that's a mistake. Um, categorically, I should never have done that. that. Was wrong, but I captain Salah the other time. He got a hat trick, and he got they got nine goals against Bournemouth, and he got no returns. You know, and the other time, captain Kane against Southampton, they scored four goals. 
Kane didn't get any returns and you know City won two and I got the and one was a penalty. Like you you know, there's a bit of there's a bit of give and take in it and a little bit of luck sometimes, but mm. uh, but it's the way it goes, isn't it, from time to time. Uh, mid price midfielders. Are we looking at the best one here on screen, Full Foden? Yeah. Is is he is he the option? One of two options for me at the minute, and yeah, him. Talk, and James, James Madison is the other one for me. Um, I've got I've got Phil Murray down. Well, both of them are eight point one million. Madison and Foden. Foden is second for points for mid-price midfielders, and when we're talking about mid-price midfielders, here we're talking about six point five million now to about ten million in that bracket. So he's got fifty-one points. The only player to outscore him is Trossard with fifty-two. Madison with 47. In terms of expected points, only Martinelli is ahead of him with 46.78 and Foden's got 40.92. In terms of assists, he is third, behind Saka with five, Bernardo with four and is equal with Kulazewski. Um, In terms of expected assists, he's third behind Martinelli, Ward-Prowse, and then it's himself just ahead of Sterling. So he's top three on on everything and he's 8.1 million and also to reflect on his minutes for podcast listeners 87 45 90 90 54 90 71 and 74 he seems like a key player in in, in pep's team um foden discuss lads yeah he's um i think the most important thing there is if you've got any man city assets you know they're going to have chances to sorry man city attacking assets you know they've got a chance to return in every game week so you're then looking at form and minutes. Like you say, Pep fancies him. He plays all, he's always started um, pretty much every game this season. Um, he, you know, he favours him in that left-hand position um, you know, rather than Amares, for instance, um, rather than when, you know, Grealish has been in and out a little bit. So, yeah, Foden's class, I, I genuinely, gen- genuinely wish I had him in this game week before I, before the game week, obviously. It was pretty easy to say after the game week, but um, I fancied him to do something this game week. Um, I think like he's been, he's been hitting form. He looks all right for England, I thought, the other night as well. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's good. I, I, I think there's a case for maybe bringing, if you were to maybe wildcard now, maybe bring Cancelo out um, because, I mean, they have conceded a few goals and he's not been hitting too many attacking returns. I think there's a case of having um, Foden and Kevin De Bruyne in there. But yeah, he's, he, he looks great. But I mean, I'm, I, I wouldn't be, I'm not going to be moving away from De Bruyne too sharply. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't recommend it either. Other mid-price midfielders, um, obviously Sterling at ten million, but then you've got Bruno Fernandez at nine point two. Is obviously not in the not in the reckoning at this very moment in time. Uh, Madison, then it goes. It takes. A, it's just an amazing. It's just a massive drop from nine point eight to eight point one, isn't it? There's just no midfielders in that middle bracket. Um, but Madison at eight point one million, Luis Diaz eight point one, Foden eight point one, and Bowen at eight point one. Um, let's do Madison first. I did want to ask a question on Bowen as well. Madison, uh, are Leicester back, do you think, with this run of fixtures that they've got and also him as an asset? And uh, I wanted to get your both your quick answers uh, on do you think he should be on the plane to the World Cup if he continues, especially this sort of form? 
for, for me, he should be on the plane. Obviously, I'm a Welshman, so I'm not really that bothered, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's... Uh, um, Look, if you look at the 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 stats, obviously Alex has got up on the screen. It is for a Leicester team that's not really performing. It is 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 doing really well um, defensively. I wouldn't jump on any assets at all, saying that I've got Danny Ward in goal, but only for a cheap option. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, defensively for Leicester now, but definitely he's a must-have for Madison. Eight point one. If you can get Foden as well alongside him. It'd be great. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely have him on the plane as well as have him in my team because everything's coming through him. Um, obviously, I couldn't afford him, so I had to have Barnes. Um, and, obviously, Barnes returned with a goal. But, obviously, I was trying to get Madison in my team when I did my wild card uh, last week. But I just couldn't do it uh, to sacrifice someone and I didn't really want to. to so, but, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to try and get him back in. But... It's one of them. He's got some good runner fixtures, so yeah, it's yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely one to to have or or get. I think, I think yeah, I think the way I think we've always looked at um, when when you look at Leicester. And I think we said this last week. Um, you're fine for attacking assets for Leicester. Um, if you go back onto the history there, Al, um, they've been in a bad runner form, but scored two, scored two. Scored one, scored one, didn't score, but scored two, scored two, scored four. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're not scoring and they're creating loads of chances. And like we say on this pod all the time, it's the eye test. And especially in that uh, Spurs game, uh, the game week before Man City, before Forest, it looks brilliant. And that, that was why I brought him in, because he looked great. And the run of fixtures as well, uh, them two married up together. And I thought, Do you know what, he, he's looking on it. He's looking back to James Madison's self. And uh, I couldn't, like I said, I say I couldn't care less about the defence. I did because I'm Ward this week, so I was sweating that uh, clean sheet. And then when that Dennis Dennis nearly scored late on, uh, I was very worried. <laughs> and honestly, you know when fantasy football is affecting your life when you're there sweating a clean sheet for Danny Ward. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's what, it's what it's all about. That Scott at four nil up or whatever it was. And they're like blow the, time, the whistle, but... and then they yeah. have to free kick right at the end. And I'm like, oh. Um, and then yeah, they just wanted to score for us. I was like, why didn't you die? Um but yeah, the run of the run of fixtures as well um is brilliant, isn't it? Um I mean, even like I would say at this point, even looking at ahead to West Ham away, Newcastle at home, there's goals, I think, in those games for him to score as well, potentially. Yeah, so yeah, and 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 I bat Baz, I think he should be on the plane. He's done it. If you look at the stats from I think it's the end of uh, beginning of the last season, he's created the most um Assists and goals combined for any English player, any English midfielder. Um, so yeah, I, I think he should be. It's not like he's not. This is what he's got. Is he's got a set piece. If you're not bringing George, George, if you're not bringing JWP, then you've you've got Madison's uh, set piece price, aren't you? So yeah, it's another option. I think Madison offers more than James Ward Prowse to a football team generally. Uh, but I think the only thing that might go against. Madison against Ward Prowse is that Ward Prowse can probably do a better job in that midfield too. And I yeah, think we've got never, less options in that two than we do in that two players plays. wide of came. Well, no, I know it's going to be Rice and Bellingham in those positions anyway. And then he's going to have Calvin Phillips if he's fit. But if not, then it's Henderson and who else really in that midfield too. So Plus, I, James, it's, it's, it's we, just a cool guy. Get him he, in is the, a, he is a cool so guy. He likes darts as well as like the darts last night. And I like my darts. He's a cool guy. He's got tattoos. He's got that X factor. He loves his, loves his poker, plays at Goliath. That's it, yeah. He's, he'd have, he'd have called with that Jack 4, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, he's one of the lads. Just get him on the podcast. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'll reach out to him. I'll reach yeah. out to him. And I'll reach out you know to him. There's Richards. a chance he could come on this podcast. There's a chance I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll get um, Micah to come on the same day as Liam. That's what I'll do. That'll well, work. yeah, we've got connections to Micah, so surely we can get him on. Yeah, it'd be easy again. Madison uh, has returned in five of his seven appearances this season, so he's uh, only not returned twice when he's played. Um, he's second for shots overall. He's also uh, second for shots on target, and he's top for shots outside the box in those mid-price midfielders. So he's shown some great prowess. Bournemouth away, Palace at home, Leeds at home, Fulham away, Fulham away, Wolves away. Um, City at home, Everton away, and then West Ham away. Um, before we move on to your um, opinion on uh, Wolves, more from a footballing perspective, Scott, um, Jared Bowen returned uh, for the first time in a in in a little while. Mm. What do a fourteen points are against against Wolves, and obviously that that got Bruno Large sacked. Um, his first attacking returns of the season. Are we West Ham have been absolutely abysmal going forward, and I'll, I'll just complete. I'll look, just look at their xG. They're second bottom in terms of expected goal involvement this season. Only Bournemouth, who are bottom by miles at four point three four goals expected in eight appearances, which is terrible. Half a goal a game. West Ham are at seven point seven four. They've got the worst attack in the league um, statistically, bar Bournemouth. But do you think it's? Do you think? Did, did you see Bowen's performance? Did you watch a match of the day? What do you think? Me, me personally, um, he, he's got last two game weeks. He's had the joint top of shots on in the box with eight. So he's 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 definitely one to. Uh, it's not shy of having a shot as we as we know. I've, with the fixtures coming up as well, I think he, he, he's definitely one for a differential. I think he's only owned by four percent. So it's worth if you don't if you're getting rid of Foden. And you want to obviously get rid of him, then obviously you put you're going to put Jared in, aren't you? So it, it's one of them. But yeah, I, I, that's what I think. I think he's back. To be if honest, I think James he, missing missing us on England as well has probably gone right. Actually, yeah, I need to start picking up some form and actually get back into that England England setup for World Cup coming in as well. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think if James Madison won that thing. Um, I'd have probably rolled the dice on Bowen, to be honest with you. Um, they've they've started looking a bit better at West Ham. They've, um, I must say, I think I've seen them in a couple of games. Sakamacha, uh, the new striker. Um, yeah, impressed. Quite played all right against England as well. Um, I think he's good. Um, and I think, yeah, Bowen's goal was fantastic that he took against Wolves. He looked really sharp in that game as well. I think West Ham are going to do similar to what Leicester. They're going to start turning it around a bit. Um, so, yeah, I think if out looking at those midfielders, let's say Madison wasn't in that list. Um, I wouldn't have Fernand because I've got Kevin De Bruyne. I too many gambles. I'd be probably looking at him, Zaha, or um, Saka. Although you, although one of your boys is a bit of a shout, Tony. Anthony. Yeah. He's What's a good. goal? Yeah, he's a, he's a quality player. He's he's um he's just settling in, and you know the the problem is at the moment for Man United is yeah we've got Everton next, but Everton haven't lost since game week two, and we'll touch on that in a minute. Newcastle, Spurs, and Chelsea the next three, and then we've got West Ham, Villa, and then Fulham. I think um the time to gamble on Man United will be probably that game week 14, 15, 16. But you know he's played two matches for us so far as Anthony scored a goal in both of them, mm. so. 
he, he does he does look good. And you've just briefly mentioned um, there uh, Wilfred Zaha is one of the most transferred players in this week. Um, he's up to 7.3 million. He's owned by 17.7% um, of, of players. He's got the highest X, second highest XG, I think it was. Um, I'll, I'll, I will double check that statistic, but um, uh, in, in the Premier League for midfielders this season. And he's got Leeds at home, Leicester away, Wolves at home, Everton away, Southampton at home, West Ham away, Forest away up until the World Cup. And then after the World Cup, he's got Fulham at home and Bournemouth away. So, I mean, he's probably... He's somebody that he looks just looks... I'll be honest, um, that Leeds game scares me now if I hold Zaha. Which, um, what, this Leeds, one? Leeds game terrifies me. The way Leeds are playing this season, they will be winding him up no end. And I can see Zaha losing at that game and getting a red card. I called Holland's red card last week and I was slightly off. Um, I think <laughs> this is my red card shout of the week. I love that. You're um, Scott's red card shout of the week. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> high, highest XG for all midfielders um, this season is Wilfred Zaha. Um, apparently, that's just that was something that I, I read before. But yeah, anyway, sorry, go on, Baz. Yeah, at home, I, I can't say. I think that's a, an awful job, by Scott. To be honest, um, <laughs> at home, I, I think we've 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 obviously his own backing from his crowd. If it was away, then yeah, I probably would say so. But at home, he's going to keep his cool. He's going to nah. play. He's going to play really well. Watch the space. He's, if I did, if I didn't want Ireland to be captain, then I'd, I'd probably back Zaha to be captain. I might just do it anyway. See if uh, Holland gets a hat trick. Yeah, that, that's, that's 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 how how confident I'm thinking he is going to perform against Leeds. We're at that stage now when we're looking at mid-price midfielders. Where quite, I mean, this this always happens every season. We were like, which eight million to go for? We don't really know. Do we go for a premium? You could actually sack off all premiums at this very moment in time. Go Madison, Foden, Bowen, Zaha plus one cheap player, and that's more than affordable if you've then got a front line of. Haaland, we'll obviously have to wait and see on Mitrovic's injury, but you know, and, and another cheaper striker that you know, people, you know, you're going to play five across midfield. You could even go for someone who's a little bit less than, sorry, a little bit more expensive than like Pereira. But those sort of four players, you, you could quite comfortably be in any team, um, and they wouldn't be out of place in 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 any side. Uh, there was it was fun watching everyone who decided to back Son, which was just I didn't. We know we've only got a hat trick, but he's been really bad the rest of the season. And he, he barely had a touch in that game. Yeah, North London derby. Terrible. I thought Spurs. No, not Tottenham players did that. I, I thought Spurs were were um, really bad, but we'll, we'll get onto them in a second with Arsenal. But Scott uh, Wolves, obviously Bruno Large has been fired. Um, yeah. What do you make of that? And then what do you also make of Wolves' chances moving forward, etc.? Yeah, I don't think they got enough Portuguese players in. I think that was where they went wrong. Um, <laughs> George Mendes. My dad, my dad bye, bye, me, bye. My dad made me laugh the other day watching the Wolves-West Ham game. And he's, he, he watches a game of football, but he's not too uh, he's not too engrossed into it. And they were doing the lineups, and he was flabbergasted by how many Portuguese flags there were. And I was like, this is Wolves for you. Um, but yeah, it's it's been... Do you know what? I, I went to the I went to the first game, um, Leeds Wolves. I was impressed by Wolves. I thought, do you know what? We've got some tricky players. They're looking like, you know, they've got the Podence. Um, they've got what's he called? Neto. Neto, thank you. Podence, Neto, and I've got them with the new boys coming in like Guedes. 
um, and uh, that Mateus Nunes as well. I thought, do you know what? They look quite exciting going forward. They haven't, you know, they've had um, Jimenez out with injury, etc. But they look quite excited going forward. But they've been they're complete. Obviously, they've been boring. Um, I think it's come to it's got to a point where Bruno Large has sort of ran out of options potentially. He obviously had a game plan when he had Jimenez before his bad injury and. That was it. They had the focal old school number nine up there, um, and he was absolute flames for him. Um, when he had um, Traore um, bombing up and down as well, um, they look like a different team. But yeah, they've gone really boring. I think they do need a freshen up. They need that new <laughs> new Portuguese manager coming in and uh, <laughs> um, freshen it up a bit because I, th- I think they they were really exciting prospect there. No offence to a Burnley. I feel like we always go to a Burnley or a Stoke in years gone by where it's always, it would be a bit like, you know what, they, they are what they are. They're just going to be that kind of solid team that potentially might stay up. I think they've got some really exciting players there, Wolves. Um, so I think with the right manager, they can be an exciting team to watch. But at the minute, when I see Wolves on TV, I, I'm not that, I'm not jumping to watch the game, put it that way. Baz, any thoughts on Wolves? I think the Connie Cody loan signing was uh, unbelievable. I couldn't believe he went. Um, I thought he's, he's a solid in that back back three. Obviously, he's got experience for helping the young ones go. When, and it proved on his last game, he played uh, Pedro Mendes. Uh, uh, not Pedro. Uh, I think his name now. Yeah, he played, it, played him uh, centre-back centre in middle, I think. Yeah, Ruben Neves. That's what a it. throwback Pedro Mendes was. Well. Exactly. Oh. Uh, get, him, get him on next part. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Ruben Neves, uh, centre-back, I'm thinking, hold on a minute, what's he doing here? Um, he knew, I think he knew one of them. It was his last one. Uh, he's put names in art and gone, right, you're playing centre-back. Um, <laughs> Well, at least in Pogba, that'd have been the last one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Same as Martinez, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so it was one of them where I I did some research on Wolves, and they've got twenty-four points since Tiore went to Barcelona. So I think they're missing that raw pace up front. It's just an outlet; it just gets it away. And I think when when Wolves don't have him playing, they haven't got that raw pace to get out of jail. And they've always come, it's always coming back on them. I think that's uh, an issue where Wolves have struggled. Yeah, they've got these creative players, but just to get by someone and and, and relieve the pressure, uh, I think Chiori does that really well, but it doesn't look like his face fits there no more. Maybe he just wants out while he realised what's what's actually happening. Um, so that's that's my take on Wolves, really. I think Too the thing is... <laughs> Well, with his um, with with what's going on at Wolves as well, we talk about creative players. I mean, they've got the third worst xG in the league. Only only West Ham and Bournemouth have got less. They've only scored three goals this season. They've conceded nine actually, which is um, yeah, only four teams have conceded more goals. Uh, conceded less goals. Everton with the best defense in the league with seven. Connor Cody gone there. And then Newcastle, Brighton and Arsenal with eight. And then, you know, Wolves have conceded the same amount of goals as West Ham, Liverpool and Man City. If you were to say that at the end of the season, Wolves have conceded the same amount of goals as Man City and Liverpool, you wouldn't exactly think that they'd be down at the bottom fighting relegation, but they've only scored three goals. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. I agree they they need a, need a, a freshen up. Um, Arsenal, top of the league and having a laugh. Um, per- personally... I, I um obviously I've I've said a few things about Arteta in the past. 
But I believe, I mean, I, I defy an Arsenal fan to tell me that they don't think that Arteta was one or two games away from getting sacked at the beginning of last season. You know, obviously they beat Norwich 1-0. I think they edged Burnley 1-0 before they won that North London derby emphatically and that, that turned around their season. But if they'd have lost or if they'd have not won against either Norwich or Burnley, I don't think Arteta would still be in there. Um, and, you know, he's turned it round and they've, they're absolutely flying. And I, th- I mean, I only watched a bit of the North London derby and I want to get your take on it in a second, Scott. But I feel like that game felt like to me like we're looking at Arsenal. I don't think, don't get me wrong, I think City are going to win the league. But it felt to me like that was Arsenal going, we're favourites for second now. You know, we 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 wanna we wanna try push City all the way if we can do. But Scott, what 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 was your feelings on it? Yeah, um I wasn't sure about Arsenal coming into that game. I think I said on the pod last week, I think the wheels are gonna come off a little bit and they will at some point. Like every team in the in the Premier League, no one just has a perfect perfect season. But I was in, that was the most impressed I've been with Arsenal all season uh, against a, a really top top quality side in Spurs. They they looked really solid, and I don't think you can say that about Arsenal in the last many years now. Even at the even at the end of Wenger, they were they were leaking goals. I think you got to go all the way back to probably when you had like Tony Adams at the back there, uh, players like that. They looked really solid. Um, they they looked like like Grant Jacker, wow, it's a player, by the way. He looks like a different player, more attacking player this season as well. Um, he's certainly someone that I've gone for in the fantasy draft this week. Um, cause like, he just looks like he's going to be returning. Um, and there is, you know, that front three of Jesus, Martinelli and Saka, really good. I, certainly, uh, if you look at front threes, they're outperforming, I would say, absolutely outperforming Liverpool's front three this year, which which you wouldn't have touched last season. So, yeah, they look good. They look really good, really impressive. Um, it will just be interesting to see how they come out of these next few games. I think the next game, again, the next game's massive. Liverpool at home. If they win that, I agree with you, the favourites for second. But if they if they lose that, I think Leeds is, I don't think Leeds is in the two green away. Uh, maybe I'm biased living in Leeds, but I think that's a really tough game. Um, I think it's a three, isn't it? I think it's a yeah. grey, you know, rather than so. a two. I think so. <clears throat> and, I, you know, I think any away game in the Premier League is tough. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see how, how they get on. But, yeah, well done. Arteta, I mean, they spent a lot of money. That's not that's not just that he's, you know, it's not when they, Wenger, when they were moving to the Emirates a few years ago, when everyone's spending millions and he was making money in the uh, transfer window. It's funny, really quickly. I know I've spoken a lot here, but I've I've been watching the Premier League years last few last few weeks, and just all that I'm on the Wenger out years uh, the years at the minute, and it just made you really laugh and think. He was, he was literally Wenger out. There were three points off the top of the league. Peps against like Pep City. It's like he spent no money. It's like it's ridiculous how fickle fans were. Um, but yeah, I enjoy watching us. Baz, I think um, the part. Thomas Partey is basically like a new Patrick Vieira for him. He's, he's solid. Nothing gets through him. Uh, that's why Exacta looks like he's playing like he, he plays for Switzerland. He gets forward. He's, he's starting to create stuff. Yeah. At 5.1, it's it's a good little uh, good little one to have if you want to obviously get him in your team. He's, what, third top point scorer for Arsenal as well oh, in okay. FPL as well. So that's just not... 
he's he's doing better than Saka. I think uh, Saliba is the best, Martinelli, and then it's Exaka. So, and obviously yeah, Jesus yeah. as well. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's good for a five five point one uh, midfielder. So, um, and the the thing that I'm worried about with Arsenal is if they get some injuries. I think if Jesus gets injured, you got Aketia coming in. Mm. It doesn't. He's not on the same level as Jesus because he's looked phenomenal playing. He's not got enough points for me for obviously how he's playing. He's, he should be getting at least more bonus points because he's played that good. Um, yeah, so I think Partey is key for for him. I think if when he's out of the squad, they look vulnerable. I completely agree, Baz. Sorry, I got some more feedback there. But I completely agree, Baz. I couldn't agree more with you. I think Thomas Partey is the key player in that team. If he's not there, then Granit Xhaka was... I mean, he's got a long way to go with me, personally, to to redeem himself. Because, I mean, he was the player that two-footer tackled that against City in the third game of last season, got himself sent off. He's He's let his team down time and time and time again over the years, applauded the fans for having every right to boo him for being rubbish. And showing mm. a bad attitude on the pitch. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of Xhaka, but it's got to be said that with party in the team, he's playing a role that's a lot better for him. And he has been a different player this season. I completely agree with with what you've been saying. And um, you know, fingers, fingers crossed, as long as party um stays in the team for whatever reason, hopefully that means that Xhaka can can push on and and, and that I think that's that's a key key man so uh yeah I, th- I think if we had to call it right now um if they if they get a draw against liverpool maybe even beat them then they'll be the favorites for uh for for second everton scott mm. everton are unbeaten since game week two they've got the best defense in the league and no one's really talking about them in terms of the premier league or fantasy fantasy assets. Um, what's your take on Mr. Lampard's team at the moment? Have you watched much of them? And um, do you believe that we've got assets in terms of Cody, Pickford, Gray, Gordon, whatever they might be? Oh, I'll say Gordon. Say Gordon. Gordon. I've got, that's why I've come to Scott first, Baz. Um, I think, first of all, well done, Frank Lampard. Um, and as a non Leeds United fan living in Leeds, he gets a lot of stick. Um, but you've just got to say, well done, really well done. Um, we're not hearing a lot about him because the not especially not exactly spectacular games are involved in two one one nil 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 one 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 nil one one two one one nil. Um, has been the order of the year, order of the game week so far. Um, but yeah, defensively they look great, don't they? Um, the you know they. They're keeping a few clean sheets. Um, Connor Cody has been popping up with a couple of goals and a couple of chances and look dangerous from set pieces as well uh, when you've been looking at them. It's just a shame, Patterson. That was, that was a great enabler for you um, to have it right back until he got injured. I still think Gordon's a great shout. Anyone worried that he didn't play last game? He wasn't dropped. He was ill, um, so he didn't start that game. He will be starting football games. Um, he is their best attacking player. Um, so I'm not worried about that. Um, he just had a slight illness last week. That's why he was on the bench. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I think they look really good. I wouldn't look at someone like a Neil Mope. I wouldn't look. I wouldn't look too much attacking. Um, I'd be more. I'd be looking at maybe a cheaper asset at the back because, like I say, they're not involved in spectacular games. I think Lampard's looked at the team, and went right. The way we're going to stay up and progress, I need to work on my defense first, and he's, he's obviously done that. Um, like I said, I'll just reiterate what Baz said. I think Everton bringing in Cody was a great bit of business. And, you know, he's got a really experienced partnership with Tarkovsky at the back yep. with Pickford there. I mean, that's super solid. That's as solid an experience as it gets in the Premier League. So I would be potentially looking at uh, assets, but I wouldn't go any more attacking than Gordon. When you think about it, he's done what like Arteta's done and also what Ten Hag's done. Man United, I know we can talk about the 6 3 against City, but I, I, I'm not that. I'm to be honest, I'm not worried about that game. You know, a completely different back four. You know, United's was Wan Bissaka, Lindelof, Maguire, and Shaw. Now he's changed it to Dalova, Ram, Martinez, and Malassia. Yeah. You know, Cody's done, okay, sorry, Lampard's done exactly the same. He's gone from Coleman, uh, whether it be Keane, Mina, Holgate, um, whoever was at the left back um, for them as well. Mikolenko, wasn't it? Well, before it was yeah. someone else, wasn't it? Whereas now it's um, Cody. Coleman, yeah. well, it was Digna, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, oh Digna sold Digna, didn't he? Of course, yeah, you're right Dini, there, Baz. Yeah. Yeah. Um And now he's gone for Patterson, Tarkovsky, Col- uh, Cody and uh, Mikolenko. He's just changed the back four. And he's brought in, you know, was it? Uh, oh, I can't remember what he's Onana. Onana. I was about to say, he looks fantastic, by the way. He's brought in a holding midfield player. A bar who can do a bit of box to box, be a bit combative in midfield, and I think he's just signed in the right places, and the players have done quite well. Um, Baz, have you got have you got a take on Everton before we before we scoot on to where uh, the Merseyside they've got, rivals? They've got, yeah, they got Idris Idris Gay as well. Um, obviously, yeah. he was there before. He, he he's basically the anchor man. He's like a party for him, um, and then obviously the the guy that you just had on screen then an honour. He's a box to box. Um, he would just get up and down, up and down. He's a workhorse. Um, but but yeah, att- attacking wise, um, obviously from game week twelve to to third game week twelve onwards, obviously or maybe even thirteen if you don't fancy him in Newcastle away. I think attack attacking, you, you've got to look. Um, um, DCL's coming back um, from injury. Um, lack lack it's of uh, fitness, so he, he should be. <laughs> so, yeah, but but obviously you've got Gray and Gordon whipping in balls in for him. <laughs> he, Alex will get him in and catch um, him. Don't worry. That's what I'll do with. I'll do. Yeah, I'll, right, yeah, I'll, like, yeah, I'll probably win all. <laughs> Tony. I'll, uh, but no, but I agree with you, Baz. Yeah, Palace yeah, at home I, game week 13, Fulham away game week 14, Leicester at home, and then Bournemouth away 15, 16. Completely agree. Fixtures look good. Yeah, I wouldn't obviously jump on him now. Um, defensively, uh, yeah, it's 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 up for a debate on that one with obviously the three fixtures that are coming up. Um, and also what Lampard's done as well is, um, it'd be interesting to know how long the ball's actually in 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 the uh, pitch for the 90 minutes because it, the mystic arts of uh, kicking it out and delaying tactics and stuff like that, I got, that obviously it was on Talksport for a bit, and obviously Lampard was getting some grief off that. Um, but it is it's sensible. They can't score when it's in stands, as the old-fashioned saying. So, yeah, I think defensively they look sound. Uh, Pickford's playing really well. He's not dropping any. 
Um, he hasn't got Poppard on fans no more. So, so yeah. So um, for me, could be England's back three: Pickford, Tarkovsky, Cody. Yeah, and that's from a Welsh fan. That I mean, Cody's definitely <laughs> yeah. on the plane. Cody's, um, Cody's yeah, got to be on the plane, um, isn't he? But yeah, he's, he's got to be. If he plays the back three, Cody's got to be. They, they, they play back three. They know it. They understand it. So, but yeah, um, Lampard's doing a great job. Um, I think, like Arteta as well, we forgot to mention that he had a lot of time to build his squad. And I think if Lampard gets time with Everton, they're not shy of, of, of opening the purse rings either. So, yeah, I think uh, watch out Everton in a couple of, couple of years' time. I'm not saying they're going to be up there with Man City, but they've been there or thereabouts um, for Europa League. Scott, um, I want to talk about the Merseyside rivals, Liverpool. What is going wrong at Liverpool? Uh, bad manager. Time to, time to get rid of him. I think get Lampard him. I'll be laughing at it. that would be amazing if that happened. <laughs> or Bielsa, just for <laughs> no. Um, yeah, again, anyone that anyone that likes a football analysis, I know you do this, Al. Um, Monday night football is fantastic for breaking games down. And I'm not going to pretend I came up with what I'm about to say because I didn't. I believe it was Neville that came up with it. But yeah, if you look at the two attacking for their own good, um a couple of the there's a reason that uh, teams are scoring on the counter because You've got um, Robertson or, you know, Simicast as it is at the minute, um, and Trent just bond right over the fields. But then you've also got players such as Henderson when he's playing, uh, Fabino, that those kind of like holding midfielders that are like ahead of the ball almost and in the area. So when that ball breaks, um, they've just got, they've got like just um, Matip and uh, Verge just absolutely exposed there. So there's no wonder that these goals are getting conceded because they're far too attacking the way they set up and the way they bomb and gamble on players, especially early on in games. What we loved about Liverpool was at the start of games, they just they they obviously put the pressure on the players. Now again, this is not they've not been doing that as much this season. They've been given uh, players and time to like turn and just play the ball out. But I don't think there's any teams conceding more first half goals than Liverpool this season. Um, they're so leaky, like, and the best player is not returning. So when that those two things come hand in hand, you're going to be struggling. Mo Salah's not looked like himself at all. Um, he got a goal last night in the Champions League, but it was a penalty. He didn't particularly look great. Other than that, I still think Diaz looked a lot better than him last night. Um, Trent got a free kick, but we've never said not that he doesn't return attacking. It's his defensive. Um, I must say, if Rangers had a few of the players on earlier on in the pit, uh, earlier on in the game, the players would pace. I think a Liverpool would have been in more trouble because they looked quite good that last ten minutes. Rangers when they had them pacey players on the counter, but yeah, um, yeah, they're just they're just poor defensively, and, and when the best players, like I said, not returning, it's not a good it's not a good recipe, really, is it? Baz, what's um, what's your thoughts on Liverpool, Trent? Obviously, gets has been talked about quite a lot, but just 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 generally, what do you think's been going going wrong for them? Quite similar to what Scott's saying, um, the formation that Liverpool play with is near enough like a two-three-five. Um, you've got your Matip and Virgil stay back. You've got your three midfielders, and then your your fullbacks are near enough like wingers. Um, 
But what, what they're struggling with is the eye press. That it looks lethargic, like on goes, but it's like half-hearted. It's like, oh, I have to go because Jurgen Klopp wants me to play this way. He's not like, and no one's backing it up and it's getting through the midfield too, too quick and then the high line's too high and next thing you know, ball's over the top. They're out of position. They've tried to obviously catch them off offside. They haven't, they're running onto it and, and it's just basically free-for-all. Um, I think just how this thought is quite vulnerable to to a quick counter-attack. You should have proved it with, um, with Brighton. Um, they obviously, tactics with obviously Potter in charge, but now they've obviously got the new manager in. And it didn't really change much, really. The tactics-wise from Brighton uh, was literally contain, 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 counter-attack. And, yeah. and Liverpool were very vulnerable to that because of the lack of high press. They look lethargic. The injuries in midfield haven't helped. I think they panicked, panicked loan to get Mello in, and it hasn't worked. And there's just lack of confidence, um, and it proves it with with the front three. I think, uh, as as Scott mentioned, uh, Lewis Diaz is looking the better option. Obviously, you've got Firmino as well, but he's very sporadic with his with his um, play. So. Yeah, that that for me is 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 what's killing Liverpool. Uh, is the high press? It's not as intense as it has been in the past, and they're not winning the back a lot higher up the pitch. If you look at Man City when they're doing the high press, they win it really quick, um, and they they move it quick as well. So yeah, um, that the high press is is the main thing what they struggle with. A few stats as well for anybody who wants to look into um, to Salah just. Comparing this season to last season per start, obviously his points, his goals and assists are, are all down. His expected points for fantasy managers is down two points per game, but he's still expected to get six points a game, which is uh, like De Bruyne territory some point. still only 10 points behind De Bruyne. But his XG is nearly half. His big chances are 0.86 compared to 1.13 last season. He's doing uh, nearly a shot in the box less a game. He's having nearly a shot on target less a game. He's having a, a shot generally lesser game um, touches in the box. He's having less per game. He's not playing any through balls. He's actually playing though more final third passes. He's putting in a similar amount of crosses. He's creating nearly double the amount of chances, um, but not big chances. <laughs> so he's creating a lot of half chances and as expected assist is basically the same. So it feels like he's, it feels like he's trying to almost create a little bit more than what he was doing last season rather than actually, um, you know, shooting the ball. Uh, it, he's, it like, does... he's not got confidence, has he? No, he's definitely lacking confidence at the moment. Firmino's numbers are absolutely mad, by the way, Baz. Like, the man's insane. He's at 47 points so far this season. Let me just read out his points. 1-0, because he didn't play. 2-22-9-1-12. Like, he either bangs or just doesn't bother. It feels like Firmino. Um, but if he... Oh, Firmino is 7.9 because he's wearing that badge on his on his top. Like Firmino should just be a six and a half million pound striker, and then everyone would be really actually considering him because he's too rotation proof and too, too rotation yeah. um, at risk of rotation. And yeah, yeah. he's uh, it, it's just I think it's hilarious. He's the perfect draft player because he'll just 
bang for you ridiculously, <laughs> or then uh, then go back. But in, in, in but yeah, for Liverpool, I, I I again agree, Scott. I think the analysis of Monday Night Football is fantastic. If anyone's got any time to watch it, you should do that. Um, but you know, Arsenal away, City at home next to don't touch him still for me. And then they've got a run of West Ham, Forest, Leeds, Spurs, and then Southampton. You know, we should we should all be you know still bearing them in mind and not totally writing them off. And obviously, we've touched we've touched on um, on on Brighton as well. Uh, final thing, one or two touch on before we um, we, we wrap up and, and look at the look at the fixtures. Um, well, I said the same final thing is that it is something that you mentioned, Baz, in terms of uh, player ownership and people that are owned by sort of over 15, 20% of, of players. And you were looking at who you think was essential within that list. Um, any 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 thoughts on the sort of, how many players was there? Was it 19, something around then in that in that level, over 20% owned? What was your take on their essentialness? Um, and, uh, and who do you think we could go without and who do you think you could potentially replace them with? Well, essential, you know, obviously got a young, you have your Haaland, um, Trippier, for me, uh, with the run, run of games. Um, you've got your, your cheap alternatives always always going to be there. Your, your Williams and your Pereira, your Ward as well for a keeper, because he's not he's not going to play, but he's not going to be your starting keeper, but he's always a nice little backup, so you know he's going to start. Um, for me, to get, to get rid of is, I think... Um, Martinelli, for me, um, he's not really doing as, as well as he has done. His form's right down 3.5 compared to everyone else around him. Um, I, I look at getting him out and getting a Trossard or a Cortinho potentially. Um, yeah, uh, or an uh, 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 St. Maximan, because um, they've got a few good games coming up. Um Pascal Gross as well. Obviously, he's playing a bit deeper now in the new formation because um, Trossard's come from wing back to attacking midfielder. So that's why I recommended him. Um, you could go for a Rodrigo um, or you could go for a Harrison. You could also look uh, at Conor Gallagher. Um, I think Potter trusts the young players and obviously came on and scored against Palace. I think it was written in the stars to do that. Um, Perisic as well. If you haven't got Trippier, put him in, and then you could potentially look at Cucurella, um for an outsider. Gabriel Jesus could get rid of him, but it just looks too frightening to do that. Um, then you've got your Tony and Mitrovic that you could potentially go look at getting rid of as well. Uh, you could look at Danny Welbeck, um, could be an option. Um, Skamaka and also uh, Martial came on and did well. So that could be an option, or uh, an Alexander Isak, or a Wilson. So yeah, they're, they're they're the ones that I would say is a potential differential to them. I know it's a long list. Um, no, no. I, I think no, but I think I think I think you said the right things there, Buzz. I mean, I, in, in terms, especially when I look at someone like uh, Callum Wilson, I think Callum Wilson's a great shout if you're going to have something a bit different. I'm considering bringing him this week in, in, in this week for either Mitrovic or Isak, depending on their injuries. But Brentford, Man United, Everton, next three, just someone who's potentially a little bit different. Uh, my take on this is that when I look at all these players who are over 20% owned, is that I'd say like basically none of them are essential except for Haaland because there's yeah. just so many of them. There's 20 players here. And um, you've 
Harland, when you when you're looking for these high ownership players, none of them are massively hurting you other than Harland, as long as you've got six or seven of these players in your team, and then or maybe even eight of them, and then you can have a look to build up build up around you. And yeah, you are looking at the ne- the next the next player, the next big thing to to come in. And you know, Zaha, when you're looking at the next fixtures. Um, someone like Zaha for me um, at 17.7% owned. He's someone who you'll be looking at bringing. Madison's still only 12.9% owned, which is still very low and and a, a, a generally a differential for someone in my position when I've got a rank of 5 million. You know, Madison's a differential at 12%. So um, that's still not bad. Foden, 11.4%, someone that you could be uh, you could be looking at. Um, even when you look down further down the list in terms of defenders, you know, and I know United didn't do well against City, but you know, Dallow at four point five is going to play. He's obviously first choice, um, and then there's there's other ones further down. You know, Anthony at five point nine as well. I, I agree as well with Martial as a striker. Um, Ten Hag set up in preseason with Martial as his number nine, and he wants to set up with Martial in that position generally. Um, if he if he can do with Rashford, Anthony, Sancho. Um, and Alanga rotating either side, and, and Ronaldo being almost rotating with 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 Martial if he can do, and that's sort of the front six players that Ten Hag seems to want to play regularly. Um, yeah, uh, you, you're looking at the ones as well that are quite highly highly owned, and you'd recommend to have um, someone like Reese James uh, with their fixtures. He's performed one of the worst. Out of all of those guys, he's only got one more point than, than Trent Alexander-Arnold. I mean, the only players that have got more, less points than him are Williams and Ward in that group. You know, they're the two enablers and that's why they're so highly owned. But someone like James might be someone who's going to start getting a few more points. But yeah, I uh, I agree. I wouldn't be worrying too much. Right. Scott, any, any take on that before we move on to the uh, to the fixtures? Uh, one more stone, Holland. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. In terms of ownership in the top 10k, I think there's only 80 managers that don't have him, and you know they're all the luckiest people alive, to be honest. Um, so you're in the top 10k without Haaland, I have no idea. So fixtures for the weekend deadline, uh, 1:30, game week 10, Saturday the 8th of October. Uh, What's the crap there? I'm fuming. There's no early kickoff on Saturday. What is going on? Don't know. Come on, Alex. No, no, no idea. To be if honest, you can get onto that, mate, and let me know. Well, in terms, what I what I don't under, I mean, the reason why is because the there's there's nobody who is eligible to play the early kickoff who obviously isn't playing in Europe this season. Like that, it must be the team the the turn of a team that's playing in Europe. I mean, you know, Bournemouth Leicester could could easily be an early kickoff. I don't really understand why it why it there's wouldn't no, be. There's no championship game. Or League One, or League Two, early kickoff. It'd be, like, it'd be a woman's game. I'd, I'd assume be a, uh, like a women's Super League game. I'd have thought. Oh, are you early? Are you on telly this week? <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Great result last night, two two with Oldham. I know. We won. We won nil down. You two were not, yeah, weren't you? We're one nil down every game, mate. We just give them a call. That's that. Oh, sunny, sunny, sunny. Uh, Bournemouth, Leicester, Chelsea, Wolves, Man City, Southampton, Newcastle, Brentford. All three o'clock kickoffs. Then we've got a feast of televised games. We've got Brighton Spurs, uh, which is the evening kickoff on Saturday. Palace Leeds. Sky Sports game on, on Sunday at 2 o'clock, followed by Arsenal-Liverpool on Sky Sports. And then we've got a Sunday evening game, Everton against Man United, BT Sport. Uh, West Ham-Fulham's 2 o'clock on, on Sunday as well. And Monday night football, Forest again. 
uh, on Monday Night Football against Aston Villa, hoping for a different result. Uh, yeah, relatively obvious. Haaland captain. Don't even need to ask anyone any questions about that, really. Um, All I was saying, Max, if you don't captain Haaland, elite fantasy football, he shouldn't be playing it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, come on. Um, if he does, if he does get rotated, let's talk about vice captains. Well, if he does get rotated, he's probably still going to come on for twenty minutes and score anyway. Yeah, you never, you never yeah. would be surprised with. But you'd still captain him. But I'm talking about vice captains. Let me actually you get your vice captain right this week. So if we're looking at vices, um, uh, uh, anyone really? Um, I'd probably go. Go, I'd probably go. go I'd probably go uh, a bit maverick and go like uh, Reese James. You know. Uh, James uh, Wolves, why not? If they haven't, if they've got a new manager, I'm, I'm going to go put, put it James on or James for me. Yeah, um, James it's or James for me. Yeah, Zaha. There you go. So we've got Zaha, we've got Madison, we've got Reese James or Sterling, someone like that. And I think you'll you'll all own one of those players who's listening to this. I'd I'd assume as you as, as you vice captain. Bowen, we've got Bowen. Yeah, Fulham at home. True. Yeah, yeah. Another vice captain option. God, we're throwing these around. There's loads of them. Um, God. We're all not going to do it anyway. Well, he's going to be vice, as you mentioned. So yeah, yeah we're talking. But... We're talking. We're talking about vice captains after Haaland. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. And if you if you do want to go vice and you still want to stick with City, then uh, whoever your City asset is that you want to put in there, go Phil Foden. Um, if you uh, if you if you want to do so, um, and then looking at, at fixtures just moving forward, looking at the FDR before we uh, before we wrap up, you know, Palace are top, followed by Bournemouth, um, and then you've got your West Ham, who we've covered. Fulham, keep an eye out for Mitrovic's injury. Um, obviously important to know what that fi- uh, that's gonna what's gonna come back from there. Spurs have been a bit Spursy at the moment after a great start, so be a bit careful about those guys. And then we've obviously discussed Everton, Wolves, and Liverpool, uh, and the uh, and and uh, and beyond. So. Barry, thank you ever so much for joining us this week. Really appreciate Thanks, your time. No, no, it's uh, hopefully not the hopefully not the last time we'll see you on the podcast. We'll be getting on a few more times, I'd hope, this season. Scott, thank you ever so much for uh, being an, an ever-present. I appreciate it. And thank you to every single person who's tuned in, contributed, sent your questions, been a part of it, and also taking part in uh, in our mini league. Thank you to every single person. And and uh, I want to uh, give a, a really special shout-out um, this week, if if that's okay, to Neil Ladd, Len Deacon, and Jack Tomlinson. <laughs> because if it wasn't for you three, I'd be bottom of my own league for my own podcast with my own team that I created. So thanks, lads. I uh, love you all lots. I hope you're all listening. Um, and and uh, I'll, uh, I'll wrap up from there and uh, see you all next week. Bye for now. <laughs>